the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Right on. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. One hour of power where our one outcome is to help you live your life like it matters. Let's be honest. Truth therapy. I don't know about you, but I need some of that, right? I need some of what ails me. And what that is is truth therapy because Jesus Christ said it best. It is the truth that shall set you free. But it was Mr. Garfield who said, but first, it's going to make you miserable. It's going to make you uncomfortable. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've been hitting this word understanding a lot lately because I really do think that we're, we're calling the wrong battle cry. You know, that's the difference between leaders and managers. You know, managers can be in a jungle and they're, they're working on muscle enhancement programs or figuring out the best way to compensate machete wielders. They're, uh, they're figuring out the best way to get their, their workers beefed up. You know, that's what managers do. But leaders, what they do is they, they survey the entire situation. They take in all the data. They, they climb the tallest tree. And if need be, they yell out, wrong jungle. Because what good is it to be going 1,000 miles an hour in that direction? when you should be going in the opposite direction. And so instead of the cry for justice, boy, we need to change our cry. We don't need justice because justice really doesn't come this side of attorney. Let's be honest. Justice is one of those words called anomalization. Anomalization is a set of words that fall under the category of generalization. And what makes anomalization uh, special inside this category of generalization is that anomalization cannot be put in a wheelbarrow. See, love is anomalization. What? Success is anomalization. See, you can't put love in a wheelbarrow. You can put your wife in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> you can put your husband in a wheelbarrow. Not going to do you it. You can put... Yeah, I want to do it or to be prudent, right? Especially if you're married, right? I can put my little Susan, my little kitty cat in a wheelbarrow, but I can't put love in a wheelbarrow uh, because love uh, is anomalization. It is defined by the person, just like success. You know, there are a lot of people out there that have millions of people watching them on YouTube or whatever, uh, but I would not consider them a success. So success is anomalization. You know, we got to self-define success because if you don't have a definition for success, how are you going to compare your life to that thing that you call success? In order to compare it to that thing, you must identify that thing. And the same thing with justice. Have you have you watched in these hearings lately in these in these trials where you got someone up uh, accused of murder or for defending himself, a police officer who a bad thing happened under the stress of the of the moment? And then you have one set of families thinking, crucify her, crucify her. And the other people going, oh, my gosh, she's such a good person. Let her go. She, she, it was an accident, right? So both want justice, right? Right? Both want justice. 
But yet the way they define justice is totally different. But yet they're using the same word. Yeah, the Potter trial, perfect example of the Potter trial, right? And a lot of other ones, whether you're talking about George Floyd or whoever, right? So we have a lot of that going on, a lot of that going on. Kyle Rittenhouse, right? Right? You see what I'm saying? We can define that word. So we don't need justice. We'll get that eventually. Be careful the justice you come calling on because it's going to knock on your door someday, and you're probably not going to answer it. But you sure want everybody else to answer that door when justice comes knocking, right? Not that you're not a typical human being, just like I am, right? We want certain things until it falls on us, and then we want understanding. This is a and that's, what, that's the key, understanding. Because if I can understand you a little bit better, and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position of a better relationship? And really, a lot of this radio show is about understanding. Not just understanding other people, but understanding ourselves, understanding the human creature. There are patterns. There are patterns that are similar for all people. There is the chain of causation. There's the law of causality. There's, uh, I, I don't know, if A, then B. I don't know how else you say it. And choices have consequences. I was Logical. trained on this. I was taught this. We don't teach this anymore. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to open our glove box, right? You know what a glove box is. That thing in your car, right, that you turn over. You look, When the cop pulls you over, so I'd like to see your license or registration. You lean over to your right, if you're in the driver's seat, hopefully you are. Uh, and you hit that little button, and that thing drops down, and you look for your license and or registration. But nowadays, we got them on our phone, right? And so that's the glove box. And so I was joking around this morning. I said, don't worry, don't worry. Even though I'm getting in your glove box, your car's safe. Uh, I'm not taking up America's new pastime, which is carjacking, it looks like. <laughs> so I'm not taking up the new pastime in America. What I want you to know is that we have this, quote, glove compartment in our vehicle. And in that glove compartment in our vehicle, you will find something called an owner's manual. And see, that's what I want to bring to you as a life caddy, as a radio show host. Uh, with my background, 30 years in leadership and psychology and biology and sociology and all that other stuff. See, the owner's manual in your car explains where to find things, uh, what different signs or what different things mean and how to handle any emergencies, you know, flat tire, whatever is going on, right? As beings called human, we too have an owner's manual, a set of instructions that if we understand those instructions, that will help us on our life journey. This is one of the keys to life. And understanding the underlying program will give one great freedom and power. See, that's the key. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. Free, it free, is free. our freedom. Yep, that's what we're looking for. So let me share a, a, po a poem with uh, Edgar Guest. He's British, I guess. I just saw this. Uh, Love this guy. Don't know who he is. I don't know how famous he is, but love his poem, uh, poetry. He has a poem called Understanding. And so let me share it with you. He said, when I was young and frivolous and never stopped to think, when I was always doing wrong or just upon the brink, when I was just a lad of seven and eight and nine and ten, it seemed to me that every day I got in trouble then. And strangers used to shake their heads and say I was no good. But Father always stuck to me, it seems he understood. I used to have to go to him most every night and say the dreadful things that I had done to worry folks that day. I know I didn't mean to be a turmoil around the place and with the woman folks about forever in disgrace. To do the way they said I should, I tried the best I could. But though they scolded me a lot, my father 
understood. He never seemed to think it queer that I should risk my bones or fight with other boys at times or pelt a cat with stones. And when I'd break a window pane, it used to make him sad. But though the neighbor said I was, he never thought me bad. He never whipped me as they used to say to me he should, that boys can't always do what's right. It seemed he understood. Stop it. Now there's that little chap of mine just full of life and fun comes up to me with solemn face to tell the bad he's done. It's natural for any boy to be a roguish elf. He hasn't time to stop and think and figure for himself. And though the women folks insist that I should take a hand, they've never been a boy themselves, so they don't understand. Someday I've got to go up there and make a sad report and tell the father of us all where I have fallen short. And there will be a lot of wrong I never meant to do, a lot of smudges on my sheet that he will have to view. And little chance for heavenly bliss up there I will I command, unless the father smiles and says, my boy, I understand. See, ladies and gentlemen, what's lacking today is empathy. The ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. The ability to see pain and understand that that person might be having a bad day. And maybe it's not about you. You know, one thing I like to do in this radio show is to teach you how you work. I do that in my Leadership Awakening class. Uh, you can read about it at likeitmatters.net. But I do that two-and-a-half-day intenses where you're submerged. You're fully uh, hit with the all-way around. I, I take you out of the normal, everyday life and create a new environment. But on this radio show, I want to give you hope. I want to give you p power. I want to give you freedom. And the way I can give you that is help you understand the environment we're in help you understand the people we deal with, and help you understand the person that you are. And today, that's what we're going to be covering on Like It Matters Radio. I am Black, and we'll be right back. Who are you? If today were your last day on the planet, do you say you've been the person you were put here to be? As a business professional, do you feel that you have the difference that it takes to make a difference? You're invited to reignite your passion at Like It Matters Leadership Awakening with Mr. Scott Black. 48 hours that will transform you. March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Everything you have ever read, believed, or thought about leadership will come alive in this two-and-a-half-day intense journey. Mr. Black will help you discover the best possible you and how to not only reach but go beyond your potential. If you're a leader or have a desire to lead, this course is a must for you. Class size is intentionally small and it fills quickly. Go to likeitmatters.net and see what others have experienced. Click on Schedule to register. Mr. Black's Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Log on to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule likeitmatters.net Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park We're where you are Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions and it just makes them better adults Hi, I'm Jeff Hi, I'm Trish 
and we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. One of the ways you get street cred is victimhood. Could easily be accomplished with a computer. (laughs) With a computer? I am black, and you are back to be an under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Yeah, it's just a computer, right? What could computers have to do with war? Uh, you might want to check your news feed right now because what do you know? In Ukraine, they got hit with a lot of attacks on their Internet. What do you know? All the government programs were hit uh, like a precursor for war. I wonder if that's the new warfare going forward, right? Before we get attacked physically, we get attacked cybernetically. We get attacked through the grid. We get attacked by our bank accounts get shut down. We get attacked by we can't access our electricity so we can't charge our cars now that all the cars need batteries to run. I mean, do you see how the whole thing lanes out? And that's what I like to do on this show. I call myself a life caddy. Think about this, right? A caddy's job for a golfer uh, is, is to bring some understanding you know, that caddy knows the golf course, the layout of the golf course. The, the caddy knows the, the golfer. The caddy knows the basics of the clubs, you know, the, the distance, the length, the height, all that stuff. Uh, and so the caddy's job is just to assist that golfer in playing a better game of golf. The caddy's job is just to bring a second set of eyes, a little more understanding. And that's what I do on this radio show. Now, if you want a full dose, if you want to become a PGA member, if you want to become the golfer, then you got to go to class. Uh, you just don't do that on your own. you got to go to class. And so that's what I do in my two-and-a-half-day intensives, Leadership Awakening, Leadership Adventure, uh, EQ, Communicating with Power. Uh, and so you can go to likeitmatters.net to find out what I do in my day job. Uh, I've been doing transformational leadership training for 30 years. I study uh, the, the disciplines of cognitive behavioral therapy, transactional analysis, logotherapy, emotional intelligence. Uh, and I'm a man of God. I'm a pastor, so I eat scripture, so I wrap it up in the Word of God. So... Um, we don't do religious training. Uh, you got the church for that. What I do is training that, that deals with all three parts of you. 
You have a body that's a machine. You got to know how it works. You got to have understanding. You got a mind that runs the machine. You got to know how the mind works. You got to have understanding. And then the essence of who you really are, you're not that body. You're not that mind. You're the spirit that runs all that. And that spiritual part needs to be dealt with as well. Whether you believe in the God of the Bible or you believe in Islam or you believe in whatever else is out there, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, whatever it is, you know the uh, thing. You, you have a God, right? That God could be yourself, that God could be your marriage, that God could be your government, that God could be your country. But we all have something we sacrifice to. Uh, We all have something we worship. Uh, And so I I deal with the third part. So this is why I do what I do. Um, But hey, I wanted to let you know, too, great news, great news, great news. We are coming back to the Twin Cities. Yep. We finally got our hotel. Yes. So... uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to the Hilton there in Bloomington. It looks like the Hilton in Bloomington is open for business. So March 31st through April 2nd will be our first class in um, in the Twin Cities since pre-pandemic. We were there, I remember, March of 20, uh, and uh, the hotel was empty. It was just coming down. They were just getting, closing everything down. We had a hotel basically to ourselves. There was honestly nobody else in the hotel. It was strange. And so that was our last time there. And so we're coming back. It's taken us about eight weeks to find a hotel that just has normal stuff. We're easy. That shows you how bad things are in this country. And so if mad, we only allow 12 people in the class. I got 12 spots to a ticket that will change your life forever. So go to likeitmatters.net. You don't want to miss that class in the Twin Cities. And if it goes well, uh, we'll come back again and again and again and again. Amen. Today we're talking about the human experience. See, ladies and gentlemen, what I want to do is bring all the pieces together. You know, we we know about Pavlov, Ivan Pavlov, even though most people don't really know uh, all the details. They have heard Pavlov. They heard about Pavlov's dog. And it's interesting because Pavlov uh, was a Russian uh, physiologist. Uh, But it's interesting because he found something that he wasn't looking for. See, I was reading this. He was actually studying, um, what was it? He was studying a, a digestive function in animals, I think it was. So he was studying dogs, something about their digestive function. Uh, and in the process, he saw something. He came to an understanding. He wasn't looking for this, but he saw this. He said he noted that dogs salivated whenever he delivered food to them. Now, again, we're just talking about a leader's aware. A leader has their eyes open. They have understanding. So Pavlov's looking for one thing, but as he's doing something, he's a good leader. So he's aware that there's something going on here. And so he, he noticed that they salivated whenever he delivered food to them. So in a series of experiments about this phenomenon, because they wanted to look into it, Pavlov introduced various stimuli before giving the dogs food. And he noted an association between the stimuli and the salvation. So a stimulus is anything that arouses energy or activity in someone or something. Uh, And, of course, stimuli is plural for stimulus. There's just, you know, it's cactus or cacti, right, the same type of thing. So Pavlov noted that repeated association of stimuli with food made the dog salivate in the presence of the stimuli instead of food. And Pavlov named these responses conditional reflexes. We now call it conditioning, right? Classical conditioning is what it's called. Pavlov discovered conditioned responses by accident. Did you hear that? Absolutely. Same way the Watson and Crick uh, determined that the uh, DNA was a double helix. Whoops. Again, by accident. Einstein found a lot of things by accident. This is what leaders do. They're aware. 
they got their eyes open. They're they're fully aware. So even if they're not looking for something, they're still aware of what's going on. And because we see patterns, we can identify those patterns. And I want you to get what the Pavlov realized. What happened was the he brought food, dog salivated. He brought food, dog salivated. So he had them think he was bringing food, whatever that was, maybe hit a bowl, maybe my cats, when they hear the noise of the snacks bag go, they come all come running. It could be a sound. It could be something they saw. It could be a time of day. But what happened was he realized that all he had to do was introduce the concept of the food, whatever that was, some trigger, and they would start salivating. Now, think about this. You got to hear what he, what he came up with. The thought of food created a physical response in the body. You got to get this. It wasn't the food itself, right? That's where he became aware of what was going on. But what he did is he backed it up. It's called meta, M-E-T-A. We met it backwards and found out that it wasn't actually the food that caused the salivating. It was the thought of the food that caused the salivating. You got to get, that's a huge difference, huge difference. Because classical conditioning is learning through association. See, that's what this is all about. It refers to linking two stimuli to create a new response from a person or an animal. See, a conditioned response is part of classical conditioning. A school of science known as behaviorism was founded based solely on conditioning. That's it's a big deal. Behaviorism is a theory of learning which states that all behavior results from conditioning. So, conditioned stimulus. When someone looks at a dumbbell, right, a weight, and then thinks to themselves, oh, I need to exercise. Anybody ever done that? Or you see someone in really good shape, you go out to lunch. I went out to Kevin, a friend of mine, uh, and uh, it was uh, last, I think it was Monday. It was Monday. And Kevin is good shape. Uh, he wasn't in good shape last time I saw him. Uh, and you know what I was thinking as I'm looking at his arms bulging out, veins coming out? I'm like, dude, you need to work out. Dude, you need to diet. <laughs> so as I'm looking at Kevin, I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, yeah, I'll stop it, John. I'm not that bad. I, I used to be. I'm still on my diet, by the way, down 30 pounds. Just let you know, down 30 pounds. I just don't talk about it every day because it's my new way of life. I still got 70 to go. So I want you to go back to my dumbbell. Sorry, not me, the dumbbell, but go back to my dumbbell to realize the dumbbell is the conditioned stimuli. See, conditioned stimulus is when a neutral object, action, or person is connected to a specific response over time. See, the dumbbell has no meaning alone. Get this. But over time of using it to work out, your brain has formed a conditioned stimulus for exercise when you see them. Those are, those are conditional stimulus, okay? Conditioned stimulus. Now, there are also unconditional stimuli. And by the way, I'm just getting this from study.com, just so you know. I'm not making this up. Uh, unconditional stimuli have a natural response paired with them. A loud crash that makes someone jump or pull away from something that is hot are both examples. I don't know if you know this, but everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. But we're only born with two beliefs. You need to understand this. These are only two innate beliefs. It's the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Truly, look it up. Um, and so, like, if you ever were, were to hold a baby in your hand, you know, when they're so little, you just in the palm of your hand. I got big hands. And if you were to have your hand out and then drop it a foot down, your hand down, that baby's arms and legs would flail. Because we're born with a natural fear of falling. We're also born with a natural fear of loud noises. So those are natural. 
And so what happens is we start connecting things. We start connecting. So that loud noise can be connected to something else. When an unconditioned stimulus, like the loud noise, is paired with a neutral item like a teddy bear, the teddy bear can become a conditioned stimulus. This is the whole thing about the little Albert experiment, right? They introduced a to a child who a little white rat, and the child loved the little white rat. But then the second time they introduced the white rat, they had a huge bell behind the baby they couldn't see and, and hit that loud bell, and the baby jumped. So they introduced the white rat a few times, and every time they introduced the white rat with a loud bell. And then what happened is that 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 the child started becoming afraid of the rabbit. Anytime the I mean the rat would show up, she'd start crying. Matter of fact, anytime they put something white in front of it, a white kitty cat or whatever, that child would start crying. So what happens is we start unconsciously connecting two things. They're called connections. They're called conditions response, condition stimulus. They're called, basically, this is how behavior, behavior is created. This is classical conditioning. And what I want to do for the rest of the show is show you how you're being classically conditioned. Now, if you're okay with that, that's fine. But I just want you to understand, because with understanding comes power, comes freedom. And if you like the path you're going on, keep doing it. But if you're being manipulated, if you're being played player, I want to bring it to your attention with some understanding so you can change course if that's what you choose to do. I'm Black. We'll be right back. I want you to kill every gopher on the course. Come on, man. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. When should you start collecting your Social Security? How you answer this question will be the difference in the success or failure of your retirement. Tune in to Money Matters with Alan Mike this week. They'll be sharing Social Security tips from the basics of the program to strategies to maximize your payments. Alan Mike will help you sort out this important but often misunderstood part of your retirement income plan. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike at 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570 or call them now at 855-231-6010. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. If today were your last day on the planet, could you say you've been the person you were put here to be? As a business professional, do you feel that you have the difference that it takes to make a difference? 
you're invited to reignite your passion at Like It Matters Leadership Awakening with Mr. Scott Black. 48 hours that will transform you. March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Everything you have ever read, believed, or thought about leadership will come alive in this two-and-a-half-day intense journey. Mr. Black will help you discover the best possible you and how to not only reach but go beyond your potential. If you're a leader or have a desire to lead, this course is a must for you. Class size is intentionally small, and it fills quickly. Go to likeitmatters.net and see what others have experienced. Click on Schedule to register. Mr. Black's Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, March 31st through April 2nd in Minneapolis. Log on to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule. likeitmatters.net. My mind is aglow with whirling transient nodes of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. Duly noted. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about human beings. We're talking about the creatures that we are. We're talking about how we work. I'm a How man. we create experience. I mean, you would never get into a vehicle if you didn't know how to drive it. You would never get into a piece of construction equipment if you didn't know how to drive it. And the same thing with the human experience, the human body. We've got to know how we work. we got to know how we create experience. Because I'm telling you right now, the world knows how you work. Other people that don't have the best interest out for you know how you work. And you got to realize that we're in control of our lives. Our lives, we're going to be responsible. The good book says that it's important for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. And what we got to understand is there are forces out there that are working to accomplish an outcome, and, and we really don't matter. And so whether you like it or not, you got to be aware of the world we live in. We teach our kids that, you know, don't go uh, into a car with a stranger. Uh, don't accept something from a stranger. Uh, if someone touched you in a personal spot, tell somebody. Stranger danger. We got to, in order to go into school, we have to, you know, stranger danger. We actually study all this stuff, right? It's the sad reality of life. We're not being negative. We're not wanting to scare our kids. We're wanting to prepare them. So I'm not being negative. I'm not wanting to scare you. Uh, I'm like a father talking to his child saying, I just want you to be prepared. I learned in the military the six P's of preparation. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance, right? That's the key. That's the key. And so we got to realize how we work, how we create experience. And fear. We live in an environment of fear. I see people driving in the car by themselves with a mask on. I see people at the gym with a mask on. I see people in the sauna and a mask on. I saw a woman at 24-Hour Fitness in the swimming pool with a mask on. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. Fear. Afraid to touch people. Afraid to communicate. Boy, being around a group of people where someone has a coughing attack, watch what happens. People freak out. It's fear. And Joseph Ledoux, who studies the brain, studies uh, emotions, said this, fear occurs before you know what you're afraid of. This is how you're conditioned. And uh, you've heard this before if you listen to my show for a length of time. In a a laboratory study, here's what they learned. If a rat in a cage is exposed to a sound, the animal initially orients itself toward and pays attention to the sound. But after a few repetitions, the rat ignores it. However, the animal responds once again if the sound is paired with an electrical shock. 
After a few repetitions of this pairing of sound and shock, the rat begins to display signs of fear whenever it hears the sound alone. Again, this is how we connect things. It stops what it's doing and freezes in place. The animal's only detectable movement consists of the rhythmic chest excursions that accompany breathing. In addition, the rat's fur stands on end. Its blood pressure and heart rate increases. Stress hormones pour in the bloodstream. This is the chemical reaction of the body based on our feelings. In a word, the rat is now conditioned. Think about that. It's conditioned so that the sound, when presented alone, will elicit the fear response. This response is not different than what occurs when the rat encounters its natural enemy, the cat. And Dr. Ledoux goes on to say, we human beings can be fear conditioned too. And that was by Dr. Reestick. He took that out of uh, Ledoux's research. It was in Mozart's Brain, the Fighter Pilot, the great book that Dr. Reestick wrote. And so I'm just telling you, this is how we work. And so as human beings, I've got to put all the pieces together for you because I want to give you some examples in the last segment, some examples of what I'm talking about. Because you look at the news and you just see it as negative or you see it as positive or you see it as pro-you or anti-you, whatever you like or don't like. That's how you look at the news. But when I look at the news, I look at the deeper question. I ask, why is this happening? How did we get here? Why is this normalized? What had to take place for this activity now to be considered normal? See, as human beings, I've said this before, uh, it's called life scripts. We create stories to help make sense of the world. Stories run through time like our lives. We put ourselves in the place of a protagonist or other players feeling what it may be like to be that or this or that, right? The greatest story for each of us is the story of our lives, and we're constantly retelling ourselves about what has happened to us. It's the narrative. This is what you got to get. This is why the narrative in today's world is absolutely critical. It is the power. If you can control the narrative, you can control people. Right now, we are in a place in the history of the world where it's all about the narrative. It's all about the narrative. Not a a huge fan of Malcolm X, but I I, I like some things about Malcolm X. Uh, There's some things I'm not sure about Malcolm X. But I love this quote by Malcolm X. He said, the media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. And that's power because they control the mind of the masses. The press is so powerful in its image-making role. It can make the criminal look like he's the victim and make the victim look like he's the criminal. If you ain't careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people you are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. And that was written, what, 50 years ago? Thanks, brother. 50 years ago. See, that's what Joseph Goebbels said about the same time. It would not be impossible. Oh, actually, maybe this was about 70 or 80 years ago. It would not be impossible uh, to prove with sufficient repetition psychological understanding of the people concerned that a square is, in fact, a circle. They're mere words. And words can be molded until they clothe ideas in disguise. He also said, let me control the media. I'll turn it into any nation into a herd of pigs. Right? Look up mass formation. We talked about it. It's called mass hypnotization. And it's happening right now on a large scale. In order to be able to hypnotize the masses, you got to know how the individual works. So this is what's going on. And there's lots of things going on. We're talking about scripts. Underneath all this is a great story called our life. Life scripts are defined within the field of transactional analysis and so are often viewed within the frame of parent-adult-child modeling. But our life scripts, a majority of them do come from our childhood. By the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. Remember, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. 
And by the time we're six years old, the majority of that belief system's in place because we have programs. We have typical injunctions. Don't do this. Don't be this. Don't be closed. Don't be separate from me. Don't be this. Don't do that, right? And so think about how we create our belief systems, which is the structure of our experience. And everything we do not do or do is driven by a belief system. Whether we're happy about it or sad about it, whether we think it was good or bad, it's classical conditioning. We learn our boundaries, behavior reward scenario, right, to get what we want out of life, right? That's the key. We're conditioned. I, I had lunch with Kevin, I told you, a good friend of mine who uh, uh, runs a business. They open car washes, really great man. And he was telling me about a church he joined. And he said, uh, yeah, I was getting involved with the church, was on the board, all this, and, and now we're looking for a new church. And he told me, he said the church that they went to, he married in a woman who had a, a daughter, and he's been married for just celebrated two years. His daughter now, she's twenty twenty one, so he's been around her for about three or four years. But found out that the church that they all went to, that their daughter introduced them to, the pastor there uh, had been grooming her. You know, you know what the term grooming is? Yeah, grooming her since she was 13 or 14 years old uh, to eventually be his wife. Uh, and he was married already. Uh, he had kids, all this. And yet he had this inappropriate relationship with this girl, and he Gross. was grooming her. Yeah. Now, think about what grooming means. See, now we go back. Grooming is nothing more than another turn for classical conditioning. Don't you know what grooming is? Don't you know how they get these little kids and they groom them to be their sex slaves or they groom them to do this or they groom them to do that? They're classical conditioning them. It's the the stimulus and the response. It's the reward. It's every behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And so you got to understand, that's why we have logotherapy. That's why I introduced to you logotherapy. Logotherapy is man's will to meaning. We have to make sense of the world, our place in it. Uh, man has an existential bent. Unlike other creatures, we, want, we consider things, why am I here? Who am I? What's my purpose? If today was my last day on this planet, those are called existential questions. And those things drive us. That's how we create belief systems. If A, then B. We're working to make sense of the world. And then when you add in that how we work, right, the body releases 63 known chemicals. And those chemicals are uh, released based on three things. What we're thinking about, our physiology, specifically our eye placement in relation to our physiology, and our breathing. If you change one of those three, you change the chemicals your body's releasing. If you change all three, you change incredible amounts of things. You feel different, even though nothing's changed. And then you take into account the ultimate driver, something called neuroassociative conditioning, where there's only two driving forces in life. We're either moving toward something or we're moving away from something. You're either moving toward pleasure or moving away from pain. And that's why there's that reward punishment thing. And when you add all that together, let me throw in one last thing called secondary gain. I, I got this on a website so cool. I'm going to give you three scenarios and listen carefully. Malcolm was recently involved in a car accident. That left him with a temporary disability. But no matter what he did, he just couldn't get better. He did everything from physiotherapy to hypnotherapy, but his injuries remained. Nadine, for a long time, suffered from agoraphobia, a fear of wide open spaces. That left her locked inside her own home, unable to leave the house. She went to regular counseling sessions to no avail. Her condition never improved. 
Oliver is an elderly gentleman who has endured back pain for months. He's been to see chiropractors, osteopaths, all of whom say his back is fully repaired. But Oliver swear the pain still persists. All three individuals are reticent to change their condition because of a psychological factor known as secondary gain. And this is when people derive an unexpected benefit from their handicap. The term was made famous by Sigmund Freud, who referred to patients clinging to their disease as a way of retaining the benefits to which they had become accustomed. In Malcolm's case, the secondary gain was additional time away from work, the longer his injuries prevailed. In Nadine's case, the secondary gain was the luxury of having her husband do all her chores that required venturing outside such as shopping, gardening, picking up kids from school. And in Oliver's case, the secondary gain was the alleviation of loneliness because grandchildren visit them more frequently. Secondary gains occur in the workplace and they're occurring in society all around us. And after the break, I'm going to give you some foundational proof for what I just said. I am black and we'll be right back. You lack discipline. Oh, we don't play that. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 31st through April 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. 
you know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. You know, Quasimodo predicted all this. Who did what? I be normal. Who did what? <laughs> so appropriate for today. I am black. You are back to being under construction. You know, it's a rat race out there. War is going on, people hating, people destroying, people, you know, and what I want to do here is I want to give you hope. I want to give you back some control. You know, you have eyes to see and ears to hear. You know, Jesus used to say that. You have eyes to see, but do not see. You have ears to hear, but do not hear. We are totally unaware of what's going on around us. We're being manipulated. We're being played, and we've always been. Uh, but now it's getting to a point where it's detrimental. Where it's getting really, really deadly. And so this is what I do. I teach you how you work. Uh, you don't have to agree with me. We can disagree. But at least you should be able to logically explain why you believe what you believe. And what happens, whether you like it or not, is we've the, the media's created this boogeyman. And the, the thing about a boogeyman is you'll do anything to run away from the boogeyman. You'll even make a friend of an enemy when your life's on the line. Right? In those movies, whether, uh, whatever, the, all the horror movies, trust me, when you were running from a murderer, running from an alien, running from a, you, you didn't care if they were friend or foe, right? You just needed some human help, right? Uh, and even someone that you might not like, you would run to because, eh, there's a guy chasing me with a chainsaw. There's an alien chasing me with hooks in their arm, whatever it is, right? You go anywhere. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to be aware of what's going on. HR 101. I mean, my cats know this. If you got animals, they know this. We raise our kids up in the way of the Lord. When they do well, we reward them. When they don't do well, we punish them. Why? Because we move towards pleasure. We avoid pain, neuroassociative conditioning. It's the ultimate driving force. We're either moving towards something or moving away from something. Any behavior that is reinforced with a positive consequence will repeat itself. This is why in the study of uh, neuro-linguistic programming with the logical levels, we say compliment the person, not the behavior, and criticize the behavior, not the person, because there's an unconscious pattern here. You know, you got to realize, just like I, I use examples of, uh, of conjunctions. You know what a conjunction is, right? Conjunction, junction, what's your function? We're hooking up words and, right? They, they, I know, it's terrible. I shouldn't be a singer, right? I know, I get it. Right? They connect things. Do you know that even though you're hearing words, that your mind's treating totally different? If I said I love you and the way you treated me is not acceptable, your unconscious brain is processing that a certain way. But if I say I love you but, and it really doesn't matter what I say after the but, because your unconscious mind uh, stops hearing anything until after the but. It doesn't even start listening until it hears the but. So once the but comes in, now the ears go on and now they're ready to listen. See, everything you say before the but, your unconscious mind uh, is not even picking up on. I told you I love you but. I told you I'd never cheat on you but. I told you uh, you'd be my only one but. I told you John was the best producer, but <laughs> right? Yeah, you're you're waiting. <laughs> you're waiting for what comes after the big butt, right? Right? And you know what comes after the big butt ain't gonna be good. You know, John, we should get T-shirts that say "Beware of the big butt, like it matters." <laughs> right? Beware of the big butt, like it matters. See, Anne treats both things on either side of the conjunction A and B the same. 
However, the word but negates what comes before it. And the only thing you remember is what comes after it. See, this is why, remember, we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. A majority of our experience is at the unconscious level. So if you're going to make any lasting change, you must follow the rules of the unconscious brain. And the problem is people like Joseph Goebbels, Hitler, and people who want to have control over people, want to master people, want money and power because it's all related to people, people that want those things, they got to learn how to manipulate. A manipulation is the manual movement of people. Don't you hear the word manipulation, right? Man, right? The Spanish word for mano, for hand is mano. At its root, it's about handling things, about maintaining order, about organization, about control. Don't you hear? Manipulation. It's automatically forcing change or doing something that people aren't aware of. And why does it matter? Because it is getting terrible. There is now associations that have been created by our media that is making people sick. I mean, let's be honest. Have you ever heard of uh, ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine? Right, those are two things that are, 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 are things that don't serve us well. There are two things that we're being told that are bad for us. But these are two medications that have been around for a long time. Not a joke. Millions of people have taken them. They've won awards for all the lives they've saved. But do you know why they're not acceptable? Two reasons why they're not acceptable. Because of the narrative. Remember, he, he who controls the narrative controls the power. And right now, we got state-run media that's controlling the narrative. If you say something against an area, they ban you. They censor you on Facebook. They ban you. They attempt to take your license. Next week, we're going to have uh, Scott Jensen join us on the radio. He's running for governor of New York in the primary. Uh, and uh, Scott Jensen, uh, Minnesota, there, yeah. Uh, Scott Jensen was uh, one of the people that I followed a lot. Man, science. And he was saying that what's being promoted is not helping anything. But yet he's been treated poorly bad because he doesn't follow the narrative. And why is ivermectin and why is hydroxychloroquine bad? You know, because the connection. The connection to what? You mean who? To Donald Trump. Remember, Trump was evil. Trump was bad. Trump was wrong. Anything Trump did was stupid. Anybody that follows Trump is a criminal. Uh, the biggest threat to America uh, are white Christians. You don't hear this programming going on. You don't hear this going on over That's and over enough. and over. Put down the mic. Yeah. Why does it matter? I'll give you one. Here's one. How about this article? New York City reforms aimed at tinkering with racial makeup of criminals created more black victims. See, you got to be careful of certain words out there because words have power. Remember, I'm an etymologist by trade. And what's happened, even though we're all speaking the same language, what's happening now is people are using different dictionaries. So you got words out there that don't make sense. You got words out there that if you actually listen to them, they should worry you a little bit. Melanie. But they're word- yeah. They're words like racial essentialism. They're words like equity. How about this one? Progressive stacking. Look that one up. Where if you're white, shut up. These are universities. They, have, they, they, they put this in their syllabus. We practice progressive stacking. That if you're privileged, if you're a male... If you're in a normal cisgender relationship, uh, if you're white, then keep to yourself that we're going to let other people that the world doesn't listen to, black and brown and homosexual and LGBTQT and all that, we're going to let them talk. And since you have all the power, just shut up and give some of that power away. 
That's called progressive stacking. I'm not making it up. Look up critical race theory. It's all, it's all about hatred, all about racism, all about making people hate each other, all about making white people uh, evil and black people victims. Look up cognitive dissonance because there's – look up the 1619 Project. People are getting Pulitzer Prizes for writing fiction, for making up history, for lying about it. And these people teaching the 1619 Project – do you hear this? They get like 500 bucks a, a minute to talk. They're paid like $40,000 a talk by universities. There's so much millions of dollars. Look at BLM, $100 million given away, and no one even knows where it went. This is how big it is. We will throw billions of dollars just to make people happy, just so we're not called racist. So you got to realize what's going on. This is happening all around us. How about this one? You ready for this one? Father arrested. After ordering son, four years old, to shoot at a police officer in McDonald's drive-thru. Can you believe that? A man was arrested Monday after ordering his four-year-old son to shoot a Utah police officer in a McDonald's drive-thru. What? He was sit. yep, sit next to a three-year-old. The cop had the guy outside the car, uh, and the cop saw something. My wife told me this, saw this gun go up, and I guess he did like a karate chop or something. And blocked it, and the the kid, the four year old, shot the gun in the air. But the father told that four year old to shoot. Guess what? The four year old was sitting next to a three year old, and this four year old little black child uh, shot at a cop to protect his dad. This is what we're teaching our kids. We're teaching our our black kids that white people hate them, that white people abuse them. We're teaching our white children that they're evil, that they're evil, that they've done all the problems in the world are their fault. You don't see how this is affecting people? How about this one? Rules for you, but not for me. White Democrat state rep actually uses N-word multiple times in confrontation with black activists and gets letter of caution from state house. You hear that? In, in, in New Hampshire. Believe it or not, in New Hampshire. That's what happened. A Democratic progressive attacked a black person who was complaining and used the N-word multiple times. And the paper said in a previous story that progressive activists in the black, indigenous, and people of color community accused Klein Knight of using the N-word multiple times on January 20th in the state house while she accosted a young, unplayed black organizer after he testified on a bill. But nothing happened. She was just given a caution letter because she believes the right way, and she's progressive. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to be aware of what's going on. I'm your life caddy. That's why we're here. Tune in an hour a day for an hour of power. I am Black. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. And bring your brooms because it's a mess. Freedom 1570's Business Benefactor Program is back next week. For one week only, you'll have the opportunity to make a donation to a local charity and get 40 radio ads for your business as our thank you. Keep listening to Freedom 1570 for details on the Business Benefactor Program. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. 
With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.